This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Good afternoon, Melbourne. Australia and the world, this is Detours, coming live from the studios of Joy 94.9 in City Village, downtown Melbourne. Hello Mark, how are you? I'm very well, thank you for asking. It's a beautiful sunny day and I think this is the first time that I've said it, that it isn't just in my mind. It is actually a beautiful sunny day out there and I'm looking forward to going to the Caulfield Cup races afterwards and I'm wondering how many listeners will be joining us. Um, the, today's topic is just on horses and races and everything that goes with it. So it's Wonderful. Like, yeah, yeah, and we have a guest. So we will introduce her in just a moment and um, we'll talk in a bit more detail about what's going on but Greg tell us what happened in your week what did you get up to um, how did you travel my week I've actually had a, I had a flying visit to see someone about my eye I mean those of you that um, that know us here at Joy might have seen that I've had this some unkind people did the South Park pink eye at me but it wasn't pink eye it was just a, a bleed in the eye and I had to go and get uh, you look like you're advertising for Target I, I'm exactly right I had to go and get checked out though um, and I'm happy to say um, after a little bit of work it's it's not a stroke that I had there's actually oh, real good. concern that, that I'd gone and had a was stroke that? like a mini stroke or a strokeette what do they call it when you have a little bit of a bleed I don't want to know about you having a stroke Greg <laughs> cruel have you ever had a, had a medical condition and travelled to a different part of the world to have it fixed uh, no, no, I have not. Have but I do believe that Thailand has some of the best dental health care in the world, and people go and get new chompers put in. Instead of paying ten grand, they get to spend about that kind of money and get to lay on a beach as well. So and not bad. Doctors trained on Australian technology, usually in Australian surge, uh, Australian hospitals or dental hospitals, right. or in the in German de- dental hospitals as Excellent. well. Excellent, so perfect. We should have a show about that. If you want, want to join <laughs> in suggest shows such as uh, traveling overseas for medical procedures, you can always email during the week detours at joy but today, to interact with our guest, Prue, Mark and Greg, uh, you can call 0427 JOY949 and leave an SMS on that number or ring the station on 1300 JOY949 or on air at joy.org.au brings you smack into the studio here at City Village. And we can get that right live here. And what we're doing right now is introducing Prue Eels from Prue, uh, from Eels Racing. Sorry, it's not Prue Racing. <laughs> it's good morning, Prue. Good morning. Well, good afternoon. Sorry. Afternoon. Um, we understand that your affiliation with racing goes long and deep. You and your husband and business partner have racehorses and you've been involved in horse racing in Victoria and around Australia for quite a while and you've had a bit of success. Um, welcome to the show and tell us all about that. Well, we actually haven't been in it very long, uh, probably about five or six years. So we're babies to the sport, but we were lucky enough three years to, ago to um, have the horse that won the Melbourne Cup. Fantastic. Oh, that's, oh, look, I have to run around the studio and touch you. <laughs> this is fantastic. She didn't bring it with her. Did you? No, no, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> look, we have, we have I'm to trusted that. with the kids, but not that. <laughs> that has to be kicking off point. To, to actually sit there at the Melbourne Cup and watch your, your horse proceed to the, the finish line and actually cross that line, what's the feeling that goes through you? 
it was the most amazing feeling. I've never had a day like it, even childbirth. I have to say it was better than childbirth. Um, <laughs> sorry, Liam. Um, we watched our horse run three wide for the whole race. Now, obviously, it's a 3,200-metre race, so it's a long one. It's running around that track twice. Now, he ran three wide, so he's run a lot further than most of the other horses. We thought there's no chance uh, that he's going to get up and win this, but he was just a strong horse and just a, a stayer and come around that, that corner. The, ca- the crowd is absolutely screaming and bang, there he, he got up and, and won it and it was the most amazing feeling. What was your initial thought when he crossed that line? Was it disbelief? Was it... It was. I could hear them screaming his name and when, we, uh, when our horses race, uh, we always go and stand with the trainer um, so we're right down on ground level. So it's really hard to see. Now, when you go to the Melbourne Cup and you've got 80,000 people there and everyone's jumping up and carrying on, it, 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 you don't really know what's happening. So it was only when I heard his name um, and, and that, that we knew that we'd won and we all just jumped up and carried on and I dropped my handbag all over the, the uh, ground <laughs> and <laughs> was scurrying around trying to pick things up out of it. So, uh, so it, was, it was. It was a euphoric. It was the most amazing feeling. And that's not the only big race you've won, although that's probably one of the biggest races in the world. And that's a phenomenal achievement. And what a, a, a lifelong thing that people will remember you and associate you with, with the Melbourne Cup win. I mean, that's that's incredible. But there are other races and other very exciting races that uh, your horses have won. Tell us about those. We have. We have another horse called Huber Got You. Uh, and he was uh, the uh, Australian uh, three-year-old champion uh, back in 2008. So he he won the Caulfield Guineas. Uh, and then the next year won uh, the Yalumba, which is another group one. So he's a multiple group one winner as well. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. And he's also, he was a family pet. So we, you know, he's, he's like my fourth child and we love him. Now, speaking of children, we might actually hear the occasional voice in the background from young Liam, who's in the studio as well. Um, Liam, just uh, stand up and talk to that little microphone in front of you if you'd like to. Liam? Liam, Liam no. Stand up. No, he's not talking. He's a temperamental he'll, artist. He'll talk when the mics are off. He won't we'll get talk you a box of puppies and see what happens. But that's okay. <laughs> Look, thanks for bringing Liam to the studio. It's a, a bit oh, of fun welcome. on radio as well. <laughs> <laughs> so... All the races that happen at Spring Carnival, and this is a big thing for Melbourne and for Victoria, it's not only the Spring Racing Carnival and the big races that happen in Melbourne, there's also country races. And that's where a lot of people who maybe don't want to spend the big bucks getting ready, getting dressed, and we'll talk about all that later, the hats and the feathers and the gloves and all that stuff. But let's talk about country races and stuff uh, which is very accessible to families. Get in the car, pop out to um, a country town not far from Melbourne, uh, take your own picnic, make it nice and easy and accessible. Tell us about those kind of opportunities for people, for families to, to go and have fun with well, the races. Well, they have country races on every week. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know the, the schedule exactly, but there's country races on all during the week and on weekends. Um, now, when a horse is racing, usually um, if it goes out for a, uh, a spell and then comes back in again, even some of your bigger names will go and run in the country races first. Um, so, so you can see quality. Oh, absolutely. Um, but the country races are great. They're, they're a nice easy fun day they quite often have um, family days so you know we'll quite often take the kids with us and they'll have jumping castles and pony rides and clowns and all that sort of stuff so the kids are happy you can take your picnic sit in the sun on the grass watch the races and have a wonderful day Do you know in northern victoria southern riverina of new south wales some of those country country towns their whole country town life Blossoms when there's a local spring racing carnival or local um, cup. I've, I've been to the Berrigan Cup. I've been to um, or Nathalia Cup. All the different country oh, really? towns that have these small cup days. Oh, kite, the Kitan Cup Kiten is cup. absolutely fantastic to go to. And that's only an hour out of town, so that's easy absolutely, to get to. Absolutely, yeah. 
colour, you dress up. Um, mm. There's lots of stuff for everyone, kids, grandparents, whatever. Uh, it's just an awesome experience, isn't it? It is. Well, that's, Absolutely. That's, that's excellent. And all that information's online on Racing Victoria's website, which I believe is racingvictoria.net.au. But you can Google that and find out for yourself. The big thing that happens to Melbourne every year, and this is a a very large part of Melbourne's economy, and I believe it's nearly $600 million worth of contribution this year. Uh, the the report from the State Governor of Victoria said it was $574 million that the racing spring, spring racing brought to the economy of Victoria, particularly to Melbourne. Um, I'll start telling you about what people have bought, because I've got the report sitting in front of me. But Tell us about getting ready for the races. There's a lot of social pressure for people to look good, and it's a time where people go out, all out, and dress up and end up drinking probably too much and we don't advocate that at Joy Melbourne but uh, people tend to look less fresh when they're on their way home than when they're oh, going to the totally races. Totally different picture than when they got there. Yes, <laughs> but um, people spend a lot of time and money getting ready. Talk us through some of your experiences and people that you know have done some uh, interesting frock shopping. Oh, well look, well, I, I've already gone to uh, quite a few of the uh, fashion parades so uh, the VRC will put on uh, a Maya fashion parade um, just to show that the uh, the latest fashions that are out this year um, but a lot of pre- pre- uh, preparation does uh, it, it takes a lot of preparation to get ready for it, especially if you're going to multiple races. Um, so you start pretty early, and if, if you've got particular dresses that you want, you can visit the, the uh, milliners around Melbourne, and they will actually specifically make you hats and accessories to go with your dresses. Oh, that's fantastic. We'll hear more about that after this break. You're on Detours with Mark and Greg and our special guest, Prue Eels, here on Joy 94.9. Hello, this is Miriam Margulies, and you are listening to Joy 94.9. It's the perfect mix of music, news and interviews. It's the world's most uplifting station, Joy 94.9. song, Mark Adams, our music director here at Detours on Joy 94.9. That was Amy Winehouse, the incredible Amy Winehouse. You would have heard me playing her before. She's one of my favourite of all times. And that was a track off of her album, The Other Side of Amy Winehouse. And I don't know if a lot of people have this album. It's go out and get it, download it from iTunes, do it legally, just get it. Um, And that track was Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow. It's one of its outstanding uh, tracks that she has on that album. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. She's an amazing talent and it's a shame she's uh, no longer with us. And it's a wonderful Saturday afternoon here in Melbourne. Yeah, we do have someone with us. It's Prue Ills from Ills Racing talking about Racing Carnival. Um, While we were listening to Amy, we were just sort of cataloguing in this report what people were doing when they were getting ready. And there's a report that contains information about what people have bought so that they can get ready for the races. And what was interesting is... (laughs) 
<laughs> Liam's interest in uh, racing. Um, 59,724 pairs of shoes were purchased, which is one thing. There's 73,374 new hats or fascinators. That's a lot. But interestingly enough, there's 14,709 new pairs of undies bought since for the racing car. It's just incredible. I don't know why people, do they soil their knickers? with I the excitement? they go home with them. <laughs> well, maybe they don't go home with them and that's why they need to <laughs> <laughs> refill their bag of knickers. But that's a lot of new undies and I think that Maya's probably doing a roaring trade. Or maybe Dimmy's, I don't know. So, Prue, <laughs> talk to us now. You, you, you're talking about your horse, um, Shocking, who won the Melbourne Cup. And uh, that's not the only highlight of Shocking's life. You were just telling us before about what he's doing now. Would you like to share that with the listeners? Yes. Well, he obviously retired last year. He's gone over to New Zealand to shag for a living. So he's a stallion now. Uh, and he services about 150 lucky mares every year. And he's just had his first uh, season of babies. They've all just hit the ground. So there's a lot over in New Zealand. We've got a couple here. Very um, good. So he's they... like the, the horse Warren Beatty. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, does that give you and your husband the opportunity to travel once a year to uh, New Zealand and write it off on tax? Well, absolutely. Oh, I haven't excellent. been yet, but my Fantastic. husband goes quite often. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best part about um, when you have an investment that, that does bring an income in, in this case substantial income, uh, you get the opportunity then to uh, do a lot of travel to the place where that, that horse is living or where it's actually doing the work. And that's part of, the, uh, of running a business where you've, you've You've got that business inputs and you can travel as part of it. How fun. Exactly. Do you like New Zealand? I've never been. I've only been to the airport. My husband's been a couple of times to the actual stud where he is and he says it's just beautiful. Because these studs, I always have visions of, um, uh, at Pakenham I remember seeing some studs mm. with the white fences mm-hmm. and the manicured lawns and the trees and the, almost like Dallas. <laughs> well, It's uh, like that though, isn't it? Yeah, Pakenham is horse country in Victoria. Um, and then uh, we have a lot of um, our horses are up in the Hunter Valley and to go up there and see oh, them. Oh, awesome. my yeah. gosh, it's gorgeous. But you also have horses in um, around the Sunbury, Gisborne area, just out, outside of Melbourne. And uh, interestingly enough, you're learning how to ride horses. So you, your, your interests, your equine interests go outside of racing. It all goes into personal. And you and your husband already is a rider. He has for a long, long time, I understand. Yes. Your daughter, Stella. Yes. Is in the Pony Club and you're learning to ride. Tell us about how to learn to ride as an adult. Well, it's quite frightening. Um, <laughs> well, it is because they're big and they're, they're wild animals, I guess, at the end of the day. So you need to you need to be careful and you need to understand. Obviously, you don't stand behind them. Because um, they'll kick you in the face. Oh, they can. And bite as well. Um, so and that'll happen once in your life. <laughs> yeah. We've had, I've had thoroughbred babies delivered to my house for the last five or six years or so and get in there with the, the kid's stack hat on and try to put their coat on terrified um, and obviously my daughter started riding a couple of years ago and I thought well you know I'd love to be able to go on trail rides with her we have horses at our place and, and we live right behind a big creek area so I thought well it would be wonderful for me to be able to learn and then take her out as well so I've been riding for about the last six months. How do you go about getting into learning to ride? How would a listener who's uh, listening today who decides to strap on some uh, some chaps for the intended purpose and then go and learn how to ride a, a, a stallion how would they go about doing that? Well we go to a um a, a place called Melton Equestrian Academy. So it's out near Toolan Vale, Melton Way. Um, now they actually have um, um, classes all week long. So they have um, the disabled go out and ride. All sorts of different people can go out and ride. The kids do it on weekends and pony clubs. So you can always give them a ring um, and, and, and slot yourself into one of the adult classes. It's very easy. They've got beautiful ponies there and, and um, warm-blooded horses, so very
very kind pony club horses that are not going to bolt off and And do you think if someone was unsure about wanting to uh, learn or not, could they go uh, to the school and uh, just see the horses, touch them, smell them? Absolutely. You can go out. You can can watch for a while if you want to. Just go and pat them. Um, Start off that way and then, uh, as I said, go into one of the really docile, uh, uh, well-trained horses. And, uh, I mean, you're in a group of three or four and you're in an arena area with instructors and it's very easy to learn. If I can learn, anyone can learn. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> it, it is a great uh, you know, pursuit to do on weekends if you haven't been horse riding. What a fabulous opportunity to get out there, especially on a day like today. Oh, Blue exactly. sky, sunshine, it would be awesome. There's nothing like being on a horse. Yeah, Seriously, sure. it's beautiful. Sure. It's fun. Except... Um, if you haven't done it for a while, be prepared for a little bit of soreness. In yeah, the day two. Day two. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining. Yes, I'll I don't know tell you, Mark, when no. <laughs> Have you ever been horse riding? Have you ever done those events? Have you ever been out and found some fabulous places where you've gone riding? Share with us now, 0427-JOIN949 or email on air at joy.org.au and if you're still rubbing in that that ointment from yesterday's horse ride just to get over the pain share that as well we'd love to hear from yeah, you we'd love to hear about people and their horse riding experiences or if if you're more into riding the train to Caulfield and you're going to uh, uh, go and have uh, flutter on the fillies let us know talk to us on uh, on air at joy.org.au and tell us how your preparations are going and if you've got your fascinator all rocked out and ready to wear now I've got to share. My experience with racing really started as a bagman for a couple of years with a with uh, a, a bookie. You're going to have to explain to at least is. me what a bagman is. <laughs> you know how when you go up and you, you place your bet at the, at the race course and you get your little bit of paper, you know, to, the, to tab for the uh, the bet you've placed. There's someone holding the bag. There's someone that's in charge of the money. Someone that actually um, tells him how much has come in on what particular things and, and where the money needs to be offset and, and balanced out. And that was my role. It was fabulous for two years. Sounds very mathematical. Yes. It was very mathematical. <laughs> and that was why I was hired. But you, oh, um, really? But it was pretty good. Um, I'd just be giving it out and say, oh, hey, <laughs> Great holiday this. income for a couple of years. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah. Do you get to know much of the culture of racing when you travel around at the race events? Oh, well, look, I'm usually chasing children. You can hear that one in the background now who'll be, uh, yes, hearing about it later. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I... <laughs> Stop it. Sorry about that. Um, I forgot the question now. Sorry. Yeah, about the, me off. The, culture of, the culture of racing and, and how you slowly see it unfold when you first come into racing as you're travelling around. You know, the, the people doing the booking, uh, you know, the uh, taking bets, the people making the cakes at the country race stalls where they have you know, the local CWA or whatever makes the cakes and people sell it you know, on the way in in the car park. What's the culture like for you and how do you embrace that? Ever bought a cake on the way out? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm... Yeah, no. Does it, doesn't it hit home? What about when you've been overseas? I know that you've been to races in other countries mm-hmm. as well. What are the similarities? I, well, I know that you were at the World Cup in Dubai earlier this year because I was there with you. Yes, that was that was fascinating um, because well, you, you come to Australian racing and obviously everyone's running around with a beer in their hand and, and they're betting and all that sort of stuff. And to go to Dubai and go to the World Cup, um, we were up on the in the nosebleed section on the seventh floor of whatever it was and looking down, <laughs> it was amazing to watch. They have segregated areas. So um, all of your, your local people were there and you, you could see the sheik running or walking around with his little gaggle of all the people that walk around with him and then right down the end with the expats all squashed in beers in hand carrying on screaming and having a wonderful time but it was odd because nobody could bet and you know that's such a big part of Australian racing hang on put the brakes on here you can drink 
but you can't bet. Yeah, that's Correct. right. Now, how bizarre is that for an Arab country? Do you actually drink at the races? Only the expats are allowed to drink. Yeah. So locals can't, and there's no. segregation. Well, the, the law says they can't, but... Wow. Yeah, there's, there's wiggle room, I guess, in someone's... But not everybody's going to be religious in any country. But observant Muslims certainly wouldn't. Um, we, uh, we were in an area... Uh, I was there with my partner. We were in an area that was full of drunk uh, uh, expats, no locals. But people... Uh, it was a champagne bar. All you could buy was champagne. And there were... Um, I think the, the, the one of the things that I noticed, especially from the expats, because the, the people in Dubai tend to dress similarly wherever they go. You know, their, their clothing is quite uniform where we were people were trying to dress for the races but they don't get it necessarily so people all dress for the disco Mm. and a lot of women hadn't understood that they were going to be walking on grass so they were wearing their highest high heels possible and their shortest skirts and uh, I mean the whole world was their gynecologist at some point because they just couldn't walk properly and navigate their way through (laughs) and then add a few drinks in add a few drinks in and uh, it gets a bit messy and they don't understand that racing is about day wear which is a particular kind of a look it's not about nightclub wear and uh, that's the interesting thing I mean racing and fashion are so intricately uh, bonded Melbourne and Melbourne is such an outstanding city. Tell, tell us about fashion and because you know so many people in this sector. What do people do? Uh, uh, they get ready and they uh, shop for, for days and well, they weeks. do. But you still have the, the young ones will still wear inappropriate disco night night clothes. Um, <laughs> and bless them. Oh, um, now the, every year the VRC will send out uh, their, for their members, um, you know, a, a standard dress code. And the thing that I always say to anyone who wants to know what to wear to the race is you, nothing short. It's got to be about knee length and it is day wear. It's got to be tailored and, and yes, and, and cover up. You know, we don't want too much skin. So it's not what it's about at all. What can guys wear? I mean, I've, I've seen some guys dressed up in town here on the way to the studio today and they're all... Um, Almost look like clones. It's like the the gentlemen, the younger gentlemen today, don't actually know about how to uh, accessorise or how to make themselves look individual in the suits that they wear to the races. No, they don't. I mean, I think men get away with it very easily. They get flat shoes. They can wear that. You know, it's a lot easier than than the females. And pockets. <laughs> um, I mean, look, you get the occasional that wears the neon suit, and they were always going to stick out. And you're going to get your tops and your tails. That's usually Derby Day, and you've got special days to have those sorts of things. I mean, it's really about mixing matching your colours with your shirts and your ties. And things like that. Now that voice is Prue Eels. You're on Detours with Mark Adams and Greg Atkins. Stay with us all the way through to one o'clock when Pete Dillon kicks off cravings for yet another fantastic week of food and culture. But here on Detours, we want you to stay with us because we've got more music and more great discussion with Prue Eels about racing and her experiences travelling. SMS 0427 JOY 949. Our line is open. JOY 94.9 has a huge range of programs available for podcast. In fact, JOY is one of the largest podcasting communities on community radio. If you haven't checked out our podcasting service, you're missing out. Visit joy.org.au. Click on the podcast tab and you'll find a list of JOY programs regularly sharing the best interviews, news and reviews. There's tens of thousands of hours for you to enjoy. So check it out now.
Joy. Joy. 94.9. Beautiful song. Queen. And yeah. we want to break free, don't we, Mark Adams? Yeah, we do. Why not? Here on Detours on Joy 94.9, your weekly travel experiential show. And we're experiencing, not just travel, we're experiencing about horse racing, we're experiencing uh, sp- spring racing carnival, we're experiencing life and how it's changed for you, Prue, in the last five years since you've been involved in oh, winners, Melbourne Cup. You've got a Melbourne Cup on your shelf at home, haven't you? Have. <laughs> you have. <laughs> Where do you put a Melbourne Cup? When you bring it home and you park it in your house, do you move it around to different spots until one finally settles as the spot for the Melbourne Cup? <laughs> no, we actually got something built so we could put it in there. And you can lock it in, although it doesn't live there all the time. Quite often we'll just we'll put it in a safe at the bank. Because uh, they're hard to <laughs> just get. Just throw it in the safe at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> they're hard to get. So, But if we have functions, if we have something on, um, we've got a, a lovely place um, in, our, in our house behind glass that you can walk in and see it. I'd smack it in the middle of the dining table and make everyone look at it. Yeah, I couldn't trust the kids. They'd be running around with it. Be full of crayons. Yeah. Yeah, full of dirt. <laughs> um, it, Hardy Brothers still make them. And uh, there, yeah. there's an information sheet that I read uh, that said, I think it's 140 hours. No. It was some ridiculous amount of hours it takes. They're still handmade and they're solid gold. Yeah. It's amazing. not bad, eh? Just amazing. Mm. So you should get another couple and sort of... Uh... Well, I actually need another two because it's going to be a fight on my hands, you know, when we kick off and the kids will be going, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lawrence, find us another one. <laughs> two more. Thanks. That should be easy. <laughs> I don't want much. <laughs> now, Lawrence and yourself, uh, you've been together for a few years now, obviously, yep. about five, six years. No, we've been together about 13 years. 13 years, the lucky 13. Yes. <laughs> what, um, what journeys, what deviations, what detours in your life took you to that point? I mean, did you think when you are growing up, say, 20 years ago, that you'd be having this conversation today in a gay and lesbian radio station talking about the Melbourne Cup? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, when I grew up, I mean, I had no interest in horses. My uh, grandpa was a mad punter, so, I mean, he died a long time ago, but he would have been absolutely jumping for joy the day Shocking came home. Um, but I, I met Lawrence. I'm from Adelaide, and Lawrence is from Cairns, and we met in Townsville on a construction site, so we both work in civil construction. And uh, we went to Sydney and started a company and then moved down to Melbourne, followed the work here. And, uh, yeah, about six years ago, was Lawrence said, uh, I, I want a share in a horse. And he bought a share in a, uh, one that was a bit of a dud. And so we sold that to a, 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 just a, a show jumper. Because, um, uh, I mean, there's a lot of horses that try and, um, you know, you try to get into the racing industry. But not all horses want to run. They're not interested in it. You know, you get the ones that really have the will to win. And then you get the others that just say, eh, whatever, I don't care. I feel like doing it today. Let's take you back a bit. You're yeah. In the construction industry, you met. There's a lot of travel and a lot of changing of lives that takes place Townsville to um, interstate eventually Melbourne a lot of changes that you have to accommodate with each other and with your past lives and, and go on a journey together what, what oh absolutely look we're in um, our industry I mean we basically we move around from job to job so we'll do big regional jobs um, we've had uh, uh, the last three years we've worked on the airport link in Brisbane so he spends a lot of time up there I, I run the office down here um, we now have a big job in the Hunter Valley there's uh, a lot of mines that we're into now up in Queensland so we're constantly Traveling, especially him. I, I tend to be based more here, but he, he gets around to everywhere to all the job sites. So you've had to learn to become him. a booking clerk. You've had to learn to become a, a, you know, a manager as well mm-hmm. uh, of, of other people. Yeah. You, you've had to develop all these skills. Yep. 
Has it been hard? No, you just, you know, you just learn, you just throw yourself into it. I never thought that I couldn't do anything. Well, digging deeper, you've got the son here in Melbourne. He's off and swatting around the Hunter Valley. Is it hard being a mum? Oh, I've got three kids. Business? I've got three kids. Yeah. And uh, um, up until not long ago, I've worked full time. I mean, I've basically given birth and gone back the next day. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you just do it. It's your job. You, you, I, don't, I don't ever think, oh, God, I, you know, I, I just get up and do it. You do get, get up and do it every day and, you know, so life is good. What's the perfect, if you're to put all that away and park the kids, you know, get the aunts and uncles and whoever to mind Liam for a while and the other kids. Um, you can put your hubby off somewhere, have all business organised. What's the perfect relaxation place for you to put your feet up and have a holiday? Oh, area. Somewhere where it's warm because I've had an, enough of this awful winter that we've just had. Um, we moved up to Brisbane a couple of years ago and I swore I'd never come back down here again, but I do love Melbourne and we ended up coming back. So anywhere where it's warm, good book, glass of champers, I'll be happy. Oh, that's, you're, you're easy to please. Right? <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> that is exceptionally easy to please. Yeah. yeah. But in that, uh, in those journeys there, your good book, glass of champagne. Where have you been? Which locations in Australia and overseas? Um, well, I went to London. Um, we just turned forty, so we had a trip of a lifetime without children. So it was wonderful. So we uh, went to London, spent a week, uh, spent a week in Chelsea, uh, then went over to Paris for three days, and then went to Dubai and caught up with my gorgeous friend Mark, who I hadn't seen for five years, and we went to the World Cup. To together Mm -hmm. so i mean i loved loved london i would love to go back there so that was probably that's been my most favorite place so far what's your favorite part about london apart from the shopping and i know that you're not a big shopper but oh no it was the shopping i loved it and i'm not a shopper at all i I just absolutely loved it uh you know we'd get up at six and walk the thames in the morning you know and even though i whinge about the cold weather i loved it over there and getting up early and walking and seeing all those people going to work when i didn't have to (laughs) (laughs) now the like a loving team are uh, listening in out at woolworth ashwood where they're raising funds for their ride against cancer coming up uh, next weekend very soon and you can support the Lycra Loving team at lycralovingteam.org.au. That's Lycra Lovin, L-O-V-I-N, team.org.au. Thanks, guys. And, yes, definitely save a snag for us. Prue wants a couple as well. Yes. Yeah, send them in taxi to the studio. Mark's going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Just send them all in. <laughs> They're doing a fantastic job raising money for the Peter Mac Centre, and I suggest everyone support them and help me cover the cost of these sausages in the taxi. <laughs> <laughs> So, Prue, um, coming back to Spring Racing Carnival in Melbourne, what are your favourite events? What are the big uh, races that you particularly like and what do you like about them and how can our listeners join in? Probably my most favourite day is Derby Day um, and that's the Saturday before the Melbourne Cup. Now, we actually um, have a function where we take our clients from the earth-moving industry. Um, so it, it's a car park function. Um, it's very relaxed. Uh, you can still watch the races outside or you can run in. So, yeah, for me, that's the biggest day for me. Melbourne, um, Melbourne Cup Day is obviously a wonderful day as well. I mean, I'm lazy, and if I don't have something running in it, I don't usually go, <laughs> which sounds dreadful. Um, and it has, it's very busy, Melbourne Cup Day. Now, when you set your car park function up for the first uh, first time, yeah. did you thought – the think the thought go through your mind. The think go through your mind. Did you think about doing it yourself, or did you hire a company to? Oh, a company it for you? does it. Yeah. And how do you go about finding the perfect company for the uh, the perfect event? Oh, darling, I don't I don't organise it. I'm lucky enough that somebody else organises it, so I'm not sure. You are so lucky. I know, aren't I? I just turn up. I just have to be gorgeous and fabulous on the day. That's all. <laughs> that's hard work. It is. <laughs> it's really hard work because you actually finesse the crowd. You work hand, shake hands, clink clink. Oh. You're working the crowd. At the end of the day, you must be. You know, put the feet up, have a rally. Oh, absolutely. Going to spend the whole day being loud and gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. Now, speaking of loud and gorgeous, oh, what <laughs> it's a perfect segue. <laughs> Pete Dillon from Cravings at one o'clock. Pete. 
Well, I was going to say something that can make you loud and gorgeous is coffee. Um, so my show today is all about coffee. Mm. Uh, James, Ooh. who's uh, who owns Mr. Close, which is a cafe just near here, keeps me caffeinated every Saturday morning. Uh, joins me Ben Bicknell from Five Senses talking about the growing, roasting, importing, blah, blah. And Craig Dixon, who is the president of the Australasian Specialist Coffee Association. Okay. All joining me to talk about coffee. If you, if you haven't heard of Cravings before, you must tune in. One o'clock you today. must. I insist. Pete Dillon at Cravings. Now, you're on Detours on Joy 94.9 with Mark Adams and Greg Atkins. We've got a little bit of music coming up. What's our next song, Mark? Our next song, Greg, is um, another one from Erica Badu. It's called Honey. And we're going to play in a few minutes after a few messages. We are. From our Stay sponsors. with us here on Joy 94.9. Joy. Joy 94.9. Your train. From this point, ladies and gentlemen, you're on your own. New America, Fourth World War. Please stay tuned for New America Part Two. So tell me, Sam, what you're trying to do? Hey, I'm trying to get me an interview. Love for you all over town. Joy. Joy. 94.9. You're here on Detours. What a great song, Mark. Yeah, Erica Badu. Uh, amazing, amazing performance. She funks up an afternoon like no one else. That's uh, a track of hers called Honey, and she's an amazing performer. If you haven't uh, listened to a lot of Erica Badu, I suggest you do. Oh, it's worth it. Well, good music here on Joy 94.9 on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And Join I us play, here. And I play that for my partner, Jordan, who's in Las Vegas, and uh, Prue knows. I do, and hello, Jordan. We can't <laughs> well, wait to see you, Listening darling. live Is around the world. A gorgeous man? He is a gorgeous man. Well, obviously, a gorgeous couple. <laughs> <laughs> so you can listen live to Jordan. Joy, uh, joy.org.au forward slash listen live and you can listen wherever you are in the world and if you do miss details you can download us on the podcast and you can also have an iphone app or an android app we have smartphone apps going everywhere coming up soon the um, the windows um i suppose phone app as well exactly but none yeah. of that is free of charge so feel free to uh, join uh, become a member of Joy. Uh, you can do that through the website, joy.org.au. Uh, become a member if you're not a member already, or if you are, feel free to donate. And we have members from around the world, just as Janine is in Hong Kong. Hello, Janine. And people all the way around the world. Family memberships, $96. Full membership, $72. If you're a concession card holder, we have some sort of concession, such as being a student, it's only $36. And if you're under 18, such as your your son. Yes. <laughs> $22 out of mum's pocket. And talking about your son, you've named horses after your children. We have. So my oldest child is Jessie. So we have a uh, we had a filly called Jessie's Miss who didn't do any good, so we sold her. Um, the <laughs> my daughter... The, the daughter or the horse? Uh, the son. No, the son. We've kept son. the son. I kept the we son. We got rid of the horse. <laughs> um, my daughter, we, have a, uh, we had and we've sold her as well, which is running today, a horse called Miss Stella Bell. So that's for Stella. And my little treasure outside, Liam, um, he has a horse called Devil Child. Devil Child, that would have meant too hard to pick that name. No, no. <laughs> Inspiration we had. Yes, and here he is. Hello, Liam, how are you? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. Oh, they're very good. Kids and, kids and horses, fantastic. Now, Prue, um, in terms of where you go with horse racing, where you go with your career, yours and your husband's joint career, both in business and in the, the horse industry, the equine industry. Where do you think it's going to be? What's a flash forward 10 years from now? Um, oh, look, I, I obviously we'll still be owners. Um, I'd hope to think that we'll, uh, Lawrence will find another uh, bright star again. And um, 
I don't know. Look, I, my my daughter's very much into it, so I'd say that she'll probably carry on the the uh, the, the the legacy. I think my husband would like to see her be a vet, but I think she, I'm not sure which way she'll go. I don't think the boys are too interested. My my oldest son is very good at mathematics, and so is Liam. So we might have a couple of bookies on our hand. Oh, that'd be fantastic! What yeah. an interesting uh, <laughs> coffee table conversation. Absolutely, or family Christmas. Have the bookies talk about all the people that come up and the things they see. Yeah. Now I'm I'm really fascinated. We've had a message. It's Mark from Wenderee's actually messaged in saying, uh, "What's it like to go in the industry to be someone that's not known at all to have a horse racing uh, win and become a legend overnight with your horse and winning a Melbourne Cup and do people's attitudes change towards you? They do yes they do um I mean, I never advertise the fact, uh, but uh, yeah, I see it a lot more with my husband because his face has sort of been splashed here and there and all over the place. So yes, I mean, he was relatively, he was a baby to the industry and then banged to all of a sudden get a sort of Caulfield Guineas and a Melbourne Cup um, pretty much overnight after not being in it for very long. So he's quite well known and people will say, oh, you know, you know, I know that face or whatever. And yeah, so you, you, it does change, but we, we keep it pretty real. What about for you as a, as a young woman? What about for you? Um, do, do people um, shake your hand and come up and say hello? that wouldn't look at you before? Yes, I think I think so. Yeah, <laughs> you're, so, um, you're so polite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I mean, I, I I get to race days, but apart from that, I mean, I, look, I'm just a normal housewife. I live out in Sunbury. I go to work. I do everything. You know, just just as just like I always did. And so things don't change. For Not you. really. It's about people being grounded and being level, and you know, being uh, brought up to be a bit sensible about those around them, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now I reckon if we put it out to the listeners now, oh four two seven joy nine four nine or on air at joy I want to know from you places we can send Prue. I, I think Prue needs. Um, she's good, just gorgeous. We'll take a photo after this. You, you don't. No need for a makeover. This woman is just beautiful. But we need to have. Um, I think. Think about the fabulous locations you can have a Liam free time. Oh, even a Lawrence free time. Ooh. And this is your time where <laughs> Prue can go just to rest up. Where have you travelled to in the gay and lesbian world that might be a fabulous destination to send young Prue? Can't hear. I can't wait to hear. Oh four two seven joy nine four nine or on air at joy.org.au. Now, Mark is racing at this very moment down to the, the limo at the front of the car, uh, front of the station, and he's racing off to the, the uh, horse races. So, Mark, I hope you've plugged in your stereo down in the limo and you're listening to us. Thank you for being on Detours, and we'll hear more from Mark in, in a future episode of Detours. But I want to know um, a little bit more about yourself, Prue. Yes. Yes. Um, your, when you talk about travel and talk about destinations, um, and you've talked about London. We've had a message from Wendy, from she's also from Wendy. She wants to know about London and what the impassioned parts of London you saw, the parts that you recommend for other people. Well, we were lucky to uh, lucky enough to stay uh, in Chelsea. Um, and um, what's that like? Is it an older part of London or is it a newer part? I, it's. Oh, I, th- I think it's. Pro- I'm not 100 sure. I think it's an older part. It's very well to do. It's sort of like the, I guess, the South Bank or the Turak of probably Melbourne. Ooh. So it was very lovely to stay. We're nice. lucky. Um, and um, look, we did the tours every day. So we did the double decker bus sort of tours and 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 just buzzed around and looked at that. And I, I just loved it. I loved the history. Um, and yeah, just just seeing you know the, the, all all the sights. There's just so many things to see. It's beautiful. Did you have grandparents from England? Uh, yes, way back when. Yeah, cause I think that's the, it's a connection back with our roots, where we you know, our families have come from. That that mm. opportunity to travel to some of the countries, whether it be Wales, somewhere else in Europe, or, uh, or England. Uh, in your case, it's England. It's fantastic. Uh, is it a kid friendly place? Could you have taken the children? We could have, but we wouldn't have had a good as good a time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll take them later when they're a bit older and do as they're told. And do as they're told. <laughs> or better still, um, make them take you. Well, that's a good idea too. Yeah, they'll leave me for dead by that stage. I can see it. Now, what's it like um, growing up with kids these days? Is it, um, is it something that you, you think about the kids when you travel? Do you think about how to make it a, a child-friendly holiday when you go oh, anywhere with absolutely. kids? Absolutely. The, the only way that you're going to travel with kids, uh, we did Fiji a couple of years ago, and we made sure we went to somewhere that had kids' clubs, had, had the right pools. Uh, everything, everything that I do is focused around them. Um, so even if it's restaurants with, with playgrounds, um, anything to keep them entertained so that you can sit down and eat your meal. Oh, that's pretty good. And mm. and uh, flying, or do you actually do the land journeys to travel? Say, from oh, here we to usually New fly. New My kids have been flying since they were babies, so you know they've, they've got that down pat. Most of the airplanes these days have either TVs or you can get your little iPads with your movies and everything on it. So, you know, they will sit still. Just awesome, yeah. Prue. It's been an absolute pleasure pleasure to have Prue Eels here with us today. Mark oh, Adams and Greg Atkins on Detours. <laughs> we want to see lots more success, and we'll be there uh, watching out for you and uh, cheering you on. Any oh, of your horses? Lovely. Thank you so much for having me today. It was a wonderful. Especially Devil Child. When Devil Child next races, we'll be cheering him on as well. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us and we'll be back next week listeners to uh, Detours every Saturday 12 noon here on Joy 94.9. Good afternoon, Prue. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's the riddle of it. That's the spirit of it. That's the power of life. I've been around the world. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.